So, so guys, so here we are today mm-hmm. in studio. Like it's I don't so, know. What, so we've really actually started. Hold on, let me let me tell you. Oh, I've got my resting heart rate here, <laughs> which is quite high. I'm which sure is right quite now. High. It's 22 degrees. It feels like it's like nearly like I feel like we're in Trinidad. <laughs> so Brent is in a little a little vest. The size of his arm is the size of how, how, what's what's the size of this? <laughs> Can we please stop the podcast before this man stops us from recording in this place? Brent, you need to come wearing clothes, hey? Anyway. Hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. Hi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michelle, how are you? Mm-hmm. Where, are, where are airplanes? Oh my god. Yeah, apparently they say that the three were missing. Yeah, yes, isn't one? How? Three. But the thing is, isn't one air, uh, plane in London? Do you remember there was a time time some Zim plane was grounded? And yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Because we owed money. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they couldn't let us leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> your country. difficult. Yeah, anyway. Throw the whole thing away. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Yeah. Summer weather. Summer is here. Yes, was it was good. so hot. It was so nice. Um, I <laughs> I was in Cambridge again. Oh, you were in Cambridge. <laughs> so I went what to were you Cambridge. Studying, sister? Don't ask all those questions. <laughs> I was there. No, I just went there because my mentor was having a farewell party. Nice. So it was good. So I was in Cambridge. And then I got home. And you know, like there were the Wulayo uh, Arts Awards. Yes. Yes. Did you did you catch any I saw things? a few things. I saw the Dancers. Okay. I'm not sure. I didn't see. I just saw like there's this guy. Oh, what is his name? Knowledge in Giwane. He's like the uh, gospel singer. Yeah, like yeah. So I've been kind of finding out about him and stuff like that. Man, Hulao nice. has got talent yes. and beautiful people. May I right, add? Right. Listen, I was there thinking if I were at home, mm. I don't think like people were so smart. Like I was like, whoa, nice. Yeah, people yeah. were, people were, yeah, bringing it, bringing it. Yep, 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 yep. So, mm-hmm. what else? What's been happening? Nothing much, girl. I saw you looking nice in your little white, your little white dress. In preparation, is it? Eh? Are you speaking or are you dressing into be? Hey, you know, you're like to go. You're like I'm going to wear all white. No, actually, it was grey. It was a grey dress. Oh, is it grey? Yeah, yeah but everyone keeps picture. saying it looks white. Oh really? Yeah, but it's 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 great. It's cute. It's great. It's Thank cute. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. If for those who know, they know, right? Some people are probably thinking, what? No, so this was the dress that I wore when I went to Cambridge and I put it on my Instagram. You look cutie. Thank you, cutie you very pie. much. But yeah, mm-hmm. episode number 12. Yes, episode number 12 of Girl and Sky's podcast with me, Natasha. And Claudie. And I sometimes go by Nat. And Michelle. Yes, Michelle. Wagwan. Wagwan. What's going on? Uh, not a lot, man. What's a lot? Uh huh. So, so, you might hear there's an extra person breathing. Can you? No, I'm sure they, they <laughs> can't hear him because he's proper quiet. <laughs> Mr. Murray! Yes, yes, Oh, you know what I was thinking the other day? Yeah. So, you know, like, last um, last, uh, last episode, week, we, yeah. we played the song. Last week. Hey, that was like a willow. Nice. Black love. For us others, it's lack of love. <laughs> Yeah, so we played the song last last week, which is Black Love, and it reminded me of, you know, like when Wendy Williams does her hot topics, right? Mm. And then like sometimes she'll be like talking about celebrities and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. sometimes she'll be like, oh my God, we've got a real life hot topic in the studio. <laughs> and then like the person comes out. So we have a real life, real life music in the studio. Introduce, fella. Guys. Because I... I Guys. I, uh-huh. Just listen to this song, yeah. Just listen to it. Just turn it up. Turn it off just a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Comes to the past, there's no changing back. From my fingers, watching you slip away, staring at the same world through different shades. Yes. Yeah, I made some big mistakes. Those are two, man. Relationships are give and take. 
I feel that we've grown apart, meant to be soulmates, but we got broken hearts. If I'm transparent and honest, Mr. Murray. Yes, yes. Are you going to go, wrap her lung to the sister? <laughs> Just give us a just give us a little something. Give us a little something. Just give us a little something. Just give us give us get us heated up. You know the boss. You know it. Don't do that. Don't do that to artists. Don't be like, oh, you know what I mean. This is this how it is. Is this why the blue girls in skies? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, guys, love, 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 love. Welcome, C Murray, onto our party. So yeah, we played this song last. Uh, last episode yes. and it was just like hey you know and we've been tweeting about it as well like yeah. guys listen it's from his um, EP Broken Lenses yes, yes. and um, yeah it's amazing to have you actually here like in the in the studio with mm. us mm-hmm. welcome so yeah I'll thank you hand Thanks. it over to you just to tell us a little bit about yourself um, you know like what what tell us just, just a little something about you something unique a good question. So, um, so I go by the name of C. Murray. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an amalgamation of different things, man. I like you know? that. Um, you know, so yeah, music's a passion. Music's a love. Mm-hmm. Um, always love music. Uh, I'm a hu- husband, you know, got a, got a, got a, a little boy. So I'm a father. Yes, yeah, so I'm nice. a father. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Just trying to write authentic, put out authentic music that can relate and resonate to people yeah no we yeah. get that we yeah, get yeah, that like yeah. black love is uh i think black love and hold hold on are mm. my favorites okay two yeah. favorite tracks love yeah them. we'll love probably them. get time to play hold yeah on. but i'm so excited because like claude is my day one Tash. yeah <laughs> old school <laughs> so these guys have just been reminiscing like about yeah, the yeah, good yeah. old days yeah, way back you know back in the 80s there yeah. in know. the 80s <laughs> <laughs> Trying try, try to age us out here, yeah? <laughs> we're, not, we're not that old. No, no, no. Um, Claude is like my day one. Mm. Like, we've been knowing each other for... Ah, How long? Almost 10 years. Yeah, about, yeah coming, up, coming up to about 10 years. Yeah, almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, take it away. Like, Yeah, I, 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 yeah I think like, I remember when we first met, definitely was like, you know, you were you were starting up kind of like the media thing. Yeah. You had a little bit of a passion and yeah. you know, just so to see this is almost like full circle. Yeah. You know, to to be here chilling, you know, with with you guys and just yeah. seeing what you've done since then. Yeah. You know, so yeah, man, sis, you always got my support, man. Aww. And it's 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 good. Good vibes, man. Good vibes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's actually interesting. I mean, we'll talk about it some more. But then um, I met Claude through my friend Jay. Yes, yes. Um, And Jay, so the intro that we have for Girl in Skies, Jay did it. Oh. Right. So Jay did it for us. So it kind of feels like real Mm. full circle. Mm. And these guys were like, you know, Claude's a musician. Like I used to do all sorts with you guys. Yeah, 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 no, you you were heavy on the promotion and yeah, just like yeah, yeah. the media thing's always been your thing. Yeah. You know, and just kind of like you networking. You we all did the my first launch back then. That was in in conjunction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Snowdrop. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, looking so. forward to this episode. So mm-hmm. loads of reminiscing and yes. talking a little bit about your music. Yeah, yeah. But before we kind of get into our Mm-hmm. Get into that, into a little bit about you, into about mm. your music. Um, we'll just, well, what should we do first? Sure. Oh, yes. So, episode uh, 11, 11, last week's episode. Yeah. Not last week, but the last I episode. I keep saying that. Uh, someone, so what is it? Someone in the room I can trust. So, basically, we talked about um, trust and the ability to trust. Mm-hmm. And we talked about our childhood disappointments mm-hmm. and how that impacted us. And we just talk about life, that life is a circle of like trusting and risking and sometimes forgiving because people make mistakes. And we talked about the concept of perspective taking, which is mm-hmm. putting yourself in the shoes of that person that has wronged you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this all came about from you, you know, saying that story. you, you have quote, have quote unquote, unquote, trust, trust issues. issues. Um, so were there any comments or anything that's stood yeah, out Yeah. Well, before you? I actually go to comments, I was reading. Um, so, you know, I'm actually, um, I'm listening to The Path Made Clear by yeah, Oprah Winfrey yeah, yeah. and reading Akala. Um, so today there was something that's really kind of struck me as well about trust. And 
Oprah was saying like, oh, the core of trust is vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. And the issue is trusting yourself more than, wait, when you say like, I, I trust issues, it's yeah, more like yeah, yeah. you don't trust yourself. Right. It's not that I don't trust you, but yeah, it's more, yeah. it's like, um, it's trusting that when people hurt you or abandon you, that mm. you will be okay. So it's all about yeah. not trusting other people, but trusting and believing in yourself. So I really like that. I thought that was quite uh, powerful. Yeah. But yeah, so some comments from uh, our previous episode uh, we have got from Empress Becca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unam says, I only learned my trust issues in my early 20s. I used to bounce back from disappointment and heartbreak really well. Mm-hmm. I was forgiving. Now it's harder. I know I still love easily, but the mm-hmm. opening up and all takes longer. Hashtag girl in skies. Mm-hmm. Um, John Madiri. Mm-hmm. says that trust is a currency that can grow in value mm-hmm. once you once you know you start once you know you start ex, once you know you starting exchange out the work read communication okay I, I probably read that wrong but never mind and so sometimes this means looking out for fam, familiarity in and looking at and smiling at a strange John Matiri mm-hmm. in brackets wisdom and Woody at Woody13 says, I don't have trust issues, but mm-hmm. I get into every relationship slash friendship with that space <clears throat> for disappointment, big or small, so that when they do deliver, I am not surprised and it never hurts. I trust no one 100% and I refuse to be an open book. I am my own therapy. So I really mm-hmm. like that. I, really, I think I resonated quite a lot with Woody because I think we mm-hmm. had a bit of a, a chat on the TL as well. And I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. my person, you know, I, 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 get, I, I get it. Yeah, I get what she was saying. Was there anything from, from you? Yes. Yeah, so we got an email. Uh, the person asked to remain anonymous. So it was like, hi, Nat. Hi, Goli. This week's episode has me all up in my feels. Um, that conversation on being a control freak, Tiko. A friend highlighted to me two weeks ago, Uwuti, I have to learn to allow people to take care of me as well. So I've been reflecting on my own control freak behavior since then. I've realized that I'm really bad at allowing people to do stuff for me, even friends and family. Whether it's paying for a dress, a meal or a flight ticket, I can't. I could very well be the lead singer of in the Soul Brothers band. I've realized that it boils down to trust. Very few people can do stuff for you for free. I love to give, but I see myself just as as a conduit. So I do it freely with no strings attached because I am cognizant of the fact that the object being given was never mine in the first place. With a lot of people, there's always a catch. Others will subtly remind you forever. Others will use it as leverage against you at some point in the future when my power plays. I like to know the cards I'm playing and you're fooling my nasty surprises. The last two weeks have showed me I was 19 and I had to fully fend for myself at a ten, tender age abroad. I've always had a strong instinct for protecting my autonomy and independence from a young age, but living far from home while chasing and smashing goals like Atlanya has only heightened that instinct of self-preservation. So my gut fully understand, understands Goli's refusal to have MCM give an allowance for Galen's guys. This is you guys, baby. As podcast. However, my brain tells me Kapula Donga. Even if have a great weekend, ladies. Thank you so much for all that you do. Yeah. And then there was that whole, like, um, the soiree. The oh, God, pro- the, the pronunciation of sorry. Oh, uh, Claude, um, how do you pronounce this we're, word? We're language. Um, I'll spell it. S-O-I-R-E-E. S-O-I-R-E-E. Sorry? Soiree. Soiree. Yeah, Sorry. I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> That's why she gave it to me. Anyway, ladies, I hope you guys had a great soiree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was just a few comments about, oh, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, guys. 
we pronounce it as soiree. Yep. You yep. know, that's how we do it. But yeah, so anything, I think that I think that's just about it. Mm-hmm. What's happening in the politics? Okay, so in the politics, very quickly, Zimbabwe, the Zimbabwe dollar is back. I don't know how you can say it with <laughs> such excitement. I mean, what else can I say? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay, so in Zimbabwe, we, were, we had a multi-currency regime. So, you know, people were using the US dollar, predominantly the US dollar um, as tender. It was accepted. But on the 24th of June, the government put out what they call the, what is it? SI-142, the statutory instrument, which says that, um, I I read, it says, accordingly, the Zimbabwean dollar shall, with effect from 24th of June, dash, 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 be the sole legal tender in Zimbabwe in all transactions. So, What that means is that the RTGS and the bond notes are now Zimbabwean dollars. And, you know, it came, I don't know if if, the, if if it was in the grapevine, but it was definitely a surprise to most people that I spoke to. They did not know. Mm. Um, after, you know, a long time working with, you know, different currencies, but now we say that, you know, we've got the Zimbabwean dollars. So I don't know what that means. Um, it is one to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that well, means. I saw people online saying <clears throat> saying that people are getting rid of their US dollars. Yeah, I saw that. Which so I thought like, was to do, do strange. Quickly. But then I actually thought, well, actually, if you're the government of the Reserve Bank, you want people to get rid of their US dollars. So maybe that's a good move. So to be honest, I'm none the wiser. I do not know. The economy of Zimbabwe just baffles me. I don't know. And then uh, turning to Lesotho, right? Yeah. So um, on Friday, like the farmers were protesting in front of parliament. Mm. Um, and the reason for protesting is because the government in 2018 signed a monopoly deal, which um, forced the farmers essentially to, to sell buy, their yeah. wool and moorhead to a particular broker, which Chinese? A, a Chinese broker. Shocking. And the complaint from the farmers is that they're not getting a fair deal. And they're not getting paid. Exactly. And the price that they're getting is like far less, yeah. like almost they're getting like a third of what they mm. would have got in the open market. Mm. So they're protesting and asking the government to repeal that. Um, I was listening to Africa Today, actually, oh, and they were that. talking about like just... Because the question was, well, is this an anti-Chinese sentiment because mm. the broker is Chinese? Mm. And they're like, mm. well, th- there's a little bit of that mm. because, you know, we know in the continent and everything that's happening with, with sort of China buying up things. And I mean, the fact that even a government can have this monopoly deal. It's and ridiculous. It, it almost doesn't make sense where these people used to be able to go to South Africa and whatever. Mm. So I thought that was interesting because we never really hear anything. Well, I know. I know. I've never really heard anything from Lesotho. It always seems Absolutely. quite peaceful. Yeah. So that was that. And then... Long- but wait, I think, you know, that's something that we... And I've, I've said before that that's something we should we should address. Like yeah. the amount of Chinese in quote-unquote investment that is happening in Africa. Because it's not just Lesotho. There's loads of other countries who yeah. are coming up. I think Zambia. Malawi with, with all Sierra Leone as well. Yeah. They have had issues with, uh, with, with yeah. China, Chinese development. <clears throat> and it turns out that, you know, they are not really... Like in the sort of the, they've awarded this them this tender because yeah, yeah, yeah. the China the Chinese or the China man is deemed quote unquote competent. Yeah. Like how and the on. thing is actually when I was digging into it a little bit, like the person that <clears throat> the company that got the deal mm. is there's some relationship with one of the ministers. And how? Like, of course. Of course, of course. there is. Nepotism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> anyway. like Zambia. You know, like the 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 famous uh, where people was like, you know, when you go to Zambia, just make sure it hasn't been sold to the Chinese. Yeah, that's crazy. Like literally everything. That's crazy. But guys, we promise we'll we'll bring you a good episode on how the Chinese are yes impacting just a um, new type of of uh, I don't know. Is what's it the colon, word? Colon, colon, yeah, because yeah. it's almost like in a way they're they're we're being re. Yeah, colonized yeah. by the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Anyway. Okay. Um, and then last for me, just an observation. Um, the US elections, the Democratic campaign seems to be sort of like going full steam with 20 candidates. Oh wow. my God. I can't wait it's for a lot of I can't candidates. wait for the race to kind of narrow it down so that we have a few people. But then I thought what was interesting, I watched one of the debates. So I watched the one that had Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, um, Marion Wilson, Williamson. 
I thought well, that was really interesting. I think what was interesting is that Joe Biden, who is deemed to be like, oh, the candidate that is far ahead, um, his performance was really underwhelming. Mm. And there was a point where Kamala Harris um, called him out on, you know, working with some senators previously, like some Republican senators who, um, you know, their track records suggest that, you know, they're, they're, they're racist and sort of anti-equality. Um, and he's kind of get a, had a lot of heat from that. And Kamala Harris really sort of rattled him. Mm. And it, it, I was watching that and I was like, huh, okay. Because if you're watching that, you're thinking to yourself, you want someone who can do the same thing for Trump. Because Trump is a bully. Mm, right mm. so the problem with trump is that he will rattle you and say you know like elizabeth warren is like pocahontas or whatever like so he's good at like this mm. whole like nickname mm. thing mm. and like that's to throw you off basically. and that's the thing and that's why mm. i think people have been like oh you want joe biden because you think he's a bruiser right mm. you think you can imagine a joe biden standing up against a bully mm. right um but then yeah, I thought that was interesting and I will continue watching the American elections. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank that is you. it for me from the politics. Wonderful. Side. Wonderful. So back to, I mean, I, I, can, I feel like I can call you Mr. Murray. What do you, like, what do you get, what do you prefer to be called? Uh, I get called many different things. So yeah. Claude, Claude? Uh, C. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Murray, that happens sometimes as well. Okay. So, yeah, whatever you feel comfortable. Whatever you feel comfortable. Okay, then. Claude. Mm. Claude. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you... How how did you get into music? Have you always been sort of a creative sort of person? Is this your first EP? Have Mm. you... Just tell Mm. us a little bit about yourself. So, I guess music, uh, initially... Many years ago, I was doing like a four-year sentence in in, in prison, um, oh, wow. and just to bide to pass time, you know, I would just write write music. And mm-hmm. at that time, I was like, it wasn't serious; it was just a hobby, um, and just uh, yeah, literally would write, would maybe rap, share with my cellmate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, as I say, it wasn't serious. Didn't you know have any plans of doing music? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite nervous at the time to be able to share like, ah, this is what I've written. This is a bit of me. Um, and at that time, it was very far, sh- far from like truth. It definitely, uh, there were bits that were true, but it was just, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't really that much fault. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I guess as time surpassed and I came out, you know, came out of prison in uh, 2000, um, still was just kind of writing mm-hmm. and just um, mm-hmm. met up with, you know, Connect, reconnected with a few of my friends and we mm-hmm. started uh, I guess we started rapping and then as time went on people were like oh you're really good mm. you know and um, from there kind of like maybe 2003 four, kind of took it a bit more serious started to right. invest money right. and music played on like you know mainstream radio stations mm-hmm. and you know, back then they were like, you know, Channel U and Channel AKA and just, you know, stuff played yeah, on, yeah, yeah. played on yeah. there. And then, um, yeah, I guess, you know, took some time out and just, uh, you know, life happens, right? Mm, mm, <laughs> um, mm. So sometimes you can have your plans, but life has got life, a way of just, yeah. you know, changing things. And um, yeah, so stopped doing music for a bit. Um, and uh, this is like, I guess, a reintroduction. Right. This is right. me saying, yo, this is this, this is where I'm at. This is me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'd say it's my first, this is, yeah, my my first EP. Mm-hmm. But I've released music in the past. Right, um, right. This is the project I'm standing by. It's quite a, it's quite a change. Yeah. You, you talk about how you were in prison. Yes, and now, yes. you know, you're a father. You've yes. got a little boy. Yes. You've got music. Like, yes. can you tell us a little bit about that transition? Like, is there... When you're in prison, were you already thinking about how you do things differently? No, no, no not not whatsoever. Like it was no plans to change. Um, you know, it was I lived a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and that was it. You know, so I, I guess I don't want to say I was a pro- product of my environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely was uh, the environment did have an impact on yeah. me, but it definitely was my own my own choices, right. my own right. doing. Um, and at a certain stage, it was all about trying to make money. Yeah. And however we could make that money, and it doesn't matter who was impacted in the process. Yeah. Um, and you know, I lost a, I lost a couple friends, you know, who were murdered. Um, and that just kind of caused me to like really reflect and evaluate um, my life. Mm. 
Mm. You know, you know, I'd made acquaintances all around London who mm. I guess had lived a similar lifestyle as me. Mm. And um, they were they were ended up they ended up murdered, mm. and it just caused me to really question. Like, what? what is my purpose? Why yeah. am I on earth? Yeah. Am I here to to do this, you know, uh, to sell drugs, to destroy people's lives? Mm. Um, and I guess amongst my crowd and my peer group, you know, I appeared like, yeah, you know, I was really involved. And but when I was by myself, I guess in solitude, there was a lot of like seeking and searching and just mm. wondering, I'm sure there's more to life. That, that, yeah, yeah, that was always the question. You know, and um, mm. a, a real a real pivotal moment happened in 2005 when, you know, uh, some people say a spiritual awakening, some mm -hmm. people say an encounter with God. Um, but, you know, I, I had a, a, an encounter with Jesus mm -hmm. um, in 2005 and that just changed the outlook and my, and my perspective mm -hmm. on life in a, in a massive way. Yeah. Um, and for many, it was a culture shock. Like, A, you were like this one day and then, and then B, you're like this and... You know, so that was a that was a pivotal moment for me yeah. in terms of transition. And then I guess as mm. time has you know gone on, you grow, you mature. You know, life experiences happen. Mm. You adapt, you fall, you bounce mm. back, mm. you work through them. Um, there's that self discovery. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. So in a, in a, a bit of a nutshell, that was the mm. kind of the crux of. The, the transition yeah talking about life experiences i just wanted us to um listen to my favorite song from the ep mm -hmm. which is called holding on we'll, we'll that, listen to it like a little bit yeah. yeah okay but the warmth of your kiss I can't dismiss Though my past has left me bruised I ain't hiding from the truth When the truth won't let me lie Right next to you Wow But it's In a world of hate it's hard to see the love when you drift apart, it's hard to keep in touch Maybe I'm crazy, but I believe in us And on a daily basis, I ain't sleeping much Under my eyes, I got heavy bags I'm the abortion my mother never had 30 plus, never met my dad Can you mourn over something you never had? Life and death's what we live between Uncle never met the goal, but he didn't live the dream Tomorrow ain't promise, we gotta live now We raising kids and owning cribs now I ain't running the streets, moving bits now or running from police doing bids now When it comes to time, gotta invest back The only thing we can spend and can't get back By his deathbed, I stare at my stepdad Fearing his eyes, he tries to get his breath back Take a deep breath and pray for him I was praying my saviour could make a way for him Brothers are crying, so I'm consoling them Arms round his shoulders, close to me, I'm holding them uh, Though they tower over me I'm just hoping the angels will hover over them this is a song. This is a tune. I mean, you wanna you say something in this mm. in the song about your your dad. Mm. Um I like what you said earlier that you are you do not you're not like things didn't happen because of the environment that you're in. But do you think do you sometimes just to give you a context, because we met up on, yeah. on Friday yeah. and we had yeah. such a, a talk, a yes, discussion yes. about fathers yes, or absent yes, fathers. Yes. How how do you feel like do you ever wish or do you ever think that things could have been different if your dad had been around to mm. shape you a little bit you know mm. in a, in, or mold you mm. do you do you ever think that and what is the sort of relationship that you have with your son great question so I think definitely like there is always going to be that question that question mark what what would like what would life had you know been mm. like mm. if I had a relationship with dad yeah. so I've never met him don't know what he looks like yeah. um so there, there always there will always be that question mark and I guess for me um growing up there was a massive deficit mm. and you know you're trying to you know stuff that void that deficit with you know whatever and for me back then it was like drawing I think I said mm. at the beginning of the interview uh 
of the podcast, I'm an amalgamation mm. of different. Mm. Yes. You know, there's. I love I'm that. not just one. There's you know, there's different elements to yeah. me, and I think, mm. you know, if I was to moonwalk back or jump in a time machine back to, mm. you know, my early, I guess my early years, my teenage years, what I would do to fill that deficit would look at certain individuals, mm-hmm. um, who were who were men who had, you know, who I I guess respected or who I had admired or I looked up to, and I would take a piece from that person, take a piece from that person, mm. and guess, and trying to fill that void. Um, but many of the people that I were drawing from were fatherless mm. themselves, mm. and they didn't have a template. Mm. They, they didn't mm. have a template themselves. Mm. So I think, you know, fast forward now, yeah. you know, mm. when I look back at my younger self, there was definitely a young man that was hurt, yeah. and that, was, that was crying out. To to to, to, to to you know have a father, yeah. someone to speak to, mm-hmm. um, someone to just put an arm around the shoulder, someone I could share my, I guess my fears, my aspirations with, yeah. someone I could be affirmed by because yeah. that that's what I definitely was yes. looking for, yeah. affirmation and uh, I guess in that pursuit and quest for affirmation, it led me to look in you know avenues that weren't beneficial for, for my you. soul and my mm-hmm. whole well being. Mm-hmm. Um, so now. Um, you know, I guess I think what I mentioned before becoming a father, there was yes. there was tons of apprehension yeah. and anxiety because it's like what I do outside of music. I'm, you know, I'm looked at, you know, by many as a pillar. Whether that's work that I do in the community, whether that's the work I do with family and adults, and you know, amongst my peers um, and prof- fellow, you know, professionals and colleagues, mm. they're like, "You'll be an amazing dad." You've mm. If anyone's going to be a great dad, you've got it. Yeah. Um, But underneath, I was like, no, how do you do this? I'm like, you know, like the swan. It looks like it's just gliding. But underneath it's... And I think for me, you know, an element of not having a dad, that played a part in that Mm. apprehension. Mm. Um, And then I guess there was just kind of like doubt whether I can do this. Mm. Um, However, you know, uh, I, I, I climbed over that that doubt and was able to work through that anxiety. My son, my son's going to be free in uh, October. Mm. And um, I guess it's just for me trying to provide uh, a foundation, Mm. a platform for him, Mm. you know, uh, a safe environment where he's able to make mistakes, where he's able to grow. He's able to have fun. And it's amazing that, you know, I I say uh, there's, um, there's a line in one of my songs called days like this. Mm. Um, it feels great knowing that my son knows me. Head against wow. my chest, I'm holding my son closely. Oh, um, I guess it's just beautiful. the father's pride. One day he'll stretch his wings like the Amani sign. And wow. for me, like I feel that really represents my relationship with my son. Is that he wake when he wakes up in the morning, his dad's there. His dad's not just existing. Yeah. Mm, I'm, I'm present. Is. You know, I'm, I'm spending time, and I'm just trying to lay that holistic foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love that. I love, yeah. I loved your honesty. Like, if there's anything that I remember or that I took away from mm. meeting you on Friday mm. was that that rawness, that mm. openness, saying that you know what, I was petrified and I was scared, mm. and mm. you we even had this talk like, oh, you know what, if um, mm. he, you like you can understand, and it made me also understand that why guys would actually be like, actually, you know what, I, I can't, I can't deal with mm. this. It's quite. Talk about it a little bit. We talked about we, you called it the what the fear of responsibility. We talked about that 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 is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, mm, I, I guess right? we were talking about like mm. you know a you know uh, your I guess your toolbox mm. of your resources, mm. your 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 self esteem, your confidence, mm. your um, your own understanding of self. Mm. Um, and sometimes the the avoidance mm. feels easier to deal with. The, mm. the the let me let go, the lack of being responsible feels easier. Mm. It's easier to run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, e- yeah. it's easier yeah. to be Mo Farah and, 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 mm. <laughs> and you say Mo and run away from your responsibilities. But yeah, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. you know, if you run away from your responsibilities, you're negating and neglecting uh, the... You're negating and neglecting mm. a, a child that that needs that mm, need you as yeah. a as a parent, and, and I guess 
you know, becoming a parent, you know, this is not a co-sign for abandonment, but it it just made me realize that if you don't have the internal, you know, the internal tools Mm. um, to be able to deal with responsibility, Mm. uh, it can be, it can seem like a massive weight, um, a massive weight, a a heavy responsibility Mm. to deal with, and it's Mm -hmm. easier to let go and drop it. However, that's why it's so important to have, you know, the people around you that you can be real and transparent with. Yeah. You can say like, yeah. this is how I'm feeling. This Some is what's going models. on for me. And people yeah. be like, okay, yeah. I get it. I empathize. However, you got to man up, yeah. mm. you know, and you got to deal with your responsibilities. But can I, can I ask you a question? Mm. You know, um, again, going back to what you said, that yeah. the environment that you're in did, is, you know, you're not a product of your, your environment. That being said, you know, currently in London and amongst, you know, there's a narrative on, you know, crime, stabbing black, young, black young boys, you know. Um, And there's also, you know, we already, our children are already born into a place where they are. Um, at a higher risk of being stopped and searched, mm, mm. at high risk of being, uh, you know, I think I was reading somewhere that seven out of 10 kids or black mm. kids mm. are most likely to end up in, you know, in prison, mm. you know, and being unfairly treated yeah. by the, by, by the, by the justice system. Mm. How do, how do we prepare our kids for that? And can, is it, is it possible that we can, is it something that we can do? Or is it just literally allowing the environment to to take no, its toll? No. Mm. The minute you allow the environment, mm. you are negating your responsibility mm-hmm. as a community, as a parent, as an mm. adult, whether you have children or not. So it's imperative that if you have influence, mm-hmm. and we all have influence, that we use that influence in a way to guide and shepherd you know, the generation. So, you know, yes, I totally agree. So when, when I say my, I wasn't a product of my environment, mm-hmm. that's not me saying that my environment didn't have an impact mm-hmm. on the way I saw the world. Yeah. Because um, at one stage I thought the world was where I lived. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying my environment didn't impact, you know, how I saw myself and saw other black men mm-hmm. that looked like me. But what I was saying within within that, is that the caveat was I did make my own choices. Right. Though there was was a pull, you know, on me, I did make my own choices. And I think, you know, if we're totally transparent and honest, Mm. yeah, you know, being young and being black, you know, living in our communities Mm. can be a massive challenge. It's the sector that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I work with young men, mm-hmm. um, young ladies, I work with adults. So, and the stuff that I encounter mm-hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis, you know, is challenging. Some of our young people are dealing with trauma, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I, I, I'll encounter a young man who may have to do his GCSEs, but his friend was, you know, mm-hmm. murdered a year yeah. ago, but he's never received the support, yeah. you know. But then he's yeah. expected to change in the same environment that he, you know, the same war zone that he has to walk through where his friend got murdered to go to school, you know? So I do think things, I do think, I do think as individuals, we do have a responsibility Mm. and we're we're not to ever be like, we're just going to let the status quo, we're just going to let the uh, the way things are stay the same and impact our our children and let the community raise our children. Um, just a point that I wanted to pick up on that. So I'm really enjoying listening to you guys because I always think like God is like Michelle. <laughs> so on Friday, me and Claude spent like ages trying to say Thorny. <laughs> Do you want to try? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm drinking water at the same time. You're that. <laughs> no, no, no. So I think this is an interesting point. And I think my interest um, so like some episodes ago, mm. we talked about the concept of what we call the illusion of inclusion. Okay. Right. Uh, I took that from Paul Mooney. I don't know if you know Paul Mooney, the comedian. No, no. Oh, Demas. <laughs> no, anyway. He was on the Dave Chappelle show. But, um, but anyway, so Paul Mooney talks about the illusion of inclusion. And in the episode that we had, we talked about the illusion of inclusion in the sense of, you know, 
I guess we're talking as immigrants, mm. right? When immigrants come here and the the challenge of I guess us and mm. also talking about children that are born here, mm. right? Where you know because of you know people coming from different backgrounds that they just don't know the system, mm. maybe they're not fully equipped to raise a child here like they just don't know the system and that we talked about the the the, the concept that at some point you know like especially like for black boys you know because the statistics show that that you know you could start at the same page with your friend jack right you know you're both essex lads or whatever right um go to the same primary school you're fine secondary school maybe you're fine but you know one person will start getting stopped and searched mm, and then mm. the other's not or maybe they don't and they, or they go to, you know, college or university or whatever the case is. Or maybe, you know, it's all fine through the school, you know, through the school phase. But then in the corporate world, you start working. Jack gets a promotion. Mm, you yeah. don't. So that at some system, like the system will, th- there's a check in the system mm. that says you're not one of our own. Mm. So I just wanted kind of your take, I guess, as both, you know, as someone who works with young people, maybe if you've kind of seen that challenge from, you know, children of immigrants, um, where maybe sometimes that the, the parents just, they just don't know how to raise a child in the system. And also maybe, you know, if, if you're comfortable to like just your personal experience being like a, because I think we're different. We were, we are Zimbabweans who came here, whatever, but they like your like British, you know, um, with immigrant parents. So just that. So the question is within that is, have I seen um, people feeling that they're included, but they're not in the system being against? Yeah, yeah. I guess just from my perspective, what I do see is that there is a system, you know, um, that, a lot of times is not designed mm. for for us. And I I find that a lot of times the parents are not educated. Mm. Parents are not yep. educated and, yep. are, and, not, and are not aware of what is actually going on mm. within yeah. the school system, within the street system. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're, you know, your child is within that system. And sometimes the bridge, there's a large bridge between, uh, you know, the parents mm. and a young person um, or their child, and there's a breakdown in communication. Yeah. Um, and I guess if there if there's a break in that communication and break in that relationship, mm. you can have one. You can have two people living under the same roof but living separate lives. Yeah, yeah that's and, true. And and you'll never, you know, as a parent, you may never know what's actually going yeah. on. And I think it's important for parents to, you know, to to. To put their hands up and say, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And and, and it not being like, oh, do you know what? If I say that I don't understand what's going on, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent. Absolutely. That's quite you profound. Know, it's not saying it. that, ah, you know, I'm doing a bad job. It's actually Absolutely. you being, you know, you being A, like aware mm. of, mm. you know, there being a breakdown in communication. Then you accepting that. Mm. Okay. Accepting, not that I'm going to leave it like that. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm accepting that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then the last A, I would say then is to act on that. And sometimes that might mean receiving support from your community or, or family mm-hmm. or even a step be- beyond that um, professional support. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying that, you know, I do need that that support. So sometimes I see parents mm-hmm. who go into governor's meetings in schools where the young person is, you know, uh, being excluded mm-hmm. and it's about to be excluded, you know, permanently. And they're in this room with the governors and it's just worlds apart and they're not mm. understanding the dialogue and the terminology and what's going on. Sometimes, you know, myself or my organization mm. um, have to be advocates, mm, you know, yeah. um, on behalf of the young person and the family. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, so it's really, really important. Um, I don't know if that answers your no. question, but yeah. Does, like, I think yeah. what you said is so profound about actually just acknowledging that I don't know yeah, yeah. and then then trying to find the help. I yeah. guess that, that's another issue like yeah. where sometimes you just don't know the where way. to ask yeah, for the yeah, help. Yeah. But I think what you've said is really profound. Because it's okay not to know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're taught that we have to 
But if, if I don't know, yeah. like, yeah. and I tell you I don't know, uh, you're going to look down on me. Yeah. But maybe that's my own internal frame mm. of reference, how I, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe you're not going to look down on me. Yeah. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. yeah. But how do, how do you use your music then, like, in such a community or in such a place where... There's a lot of people who are afraid to actually say, you know what, I need help. Yeah. Do you how do you use your music like to try and engage the young um, black or even not necessarily black, all kids? I think all kids should be treated the same. Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it might sound selfish, but my music's firstly for me. Yeah. You know, uh, from a therapeutic standpoint. Right. So... You know, listeners, and you know, if you I ever like get, that. yeah, yeah, you know, if, if you, you know, listeners, if you ever get a chance to listen to the project, like you will hear that there are references pertaining to my life and mm -hmm. experiences that I've encountered. And I think for me, um, like some people go to the gym, some mm -hmm. people, you know, they might go to the sauna or they like mm -hmm. climbing mountains, <laughs> you know, riding their bikes. My, my, my thing is, my thing is. Going, mm. to, going to the studio and, mm. you know, I haven't always, and I'm not saying I'm fully there, but like mm. being transparent and honest with myself, mm. that hasn't always been the case. Um, <laughs> what's that? I'm going to sneeze. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I was thinking, what's going on? I'm going to move away from the mic. That's all good. Yeah, yeah, like, it's no, all good. No. But yeah, I haven't always like my music hasn't always been like this. Yeah. So it's been a journey for me. So in previous projects, I may have, you know, dropped maybe two lines or three lines or sprinkled throughout the verse, maybe a few little mm. kind of like uh, more in-depth uh, mm. um, emotions and feelings and scenarios mm. connected to my life. But right. I feel like I've been on a journey over the past maybe four or five years where, mm. you know, I've had to, similar to that parent or parents that we were mm, talking about, mm -hmm. I've had to, you know, accept and I've had to be, a, so I've had to be aware, I've had to accept and then I've had to put I action into that. place. So that's where my music comes from. Yeah. Um, and the music, if I'm totally honest, is for, is for anyone. Yeah. And when I say anyone, that might sound quite cliche, but I think, with this project, I was able to capture thoughts, emotions, and feelings, mm. um, and almost like packaging, pull it in a project. And I think as humans, we all have thoughts, emotions, and feelings mm. of different types. Mm. Yeah. And, and if you're a human, um, it might connect to you because of that common bond that we have. Yeah. Um, so whether you're of black, humanness. yeah, of humanness, yes. if we we could use that as yes. a term, is of humanness, yeah. man. So. Yeah. Yeah, it just so happens. It, ha I love ha it. happens to be rap. I love uh, it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I love that. I really feel like okay, just because I know Claude, right? I really feel like he's really like undersold himself. Like you've been so humble about like your music and stuff like that. Like this guy is a genius. But, but thank you. You only want to. But the thing is, he only wants to talk about broken lenses, right? But then, like you, he's you got a whole catalog. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there is a back. Yeah, I guess there is a backdated catalog, but I feel like you, this yeah. is this is this is me, right. and, and and it's not you know uh, what I say forgetting yeah. or shunning you know or or, or dismissing previous product yeah. and material, it's but I just feel like this is where together. yeah this is where I'm at that. as as a, as a okay. person. I get that because um, I went uh, I went on like a. <laughs> A throwback YouTube okay. thing. Like I was watching all the yeah, old yeah. videos so wait, wait, and stuff. So are you, you see Murray on YouTube as well. Like where where can people find you? So um, you could find me on um, uh, on so on Instagram. It's see Murray Live. Okay. Um, I have a, a, a web page. Cmurraymusic oh, uh, mm -hmm. Um Yeah. So th those will be the two places that you can find me. And if you go on YouTube, I've got a video out at the moment called Broken Lenses. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And do you know, like, um, just to kind of carry on like this uh conversation on I love do you know me Matt said to me, so he was just like, Oh, you're going to love Claude and I was I am sold. I am sold on you. Know, like even on Friday, like mm. I think even just speaking with you, you just speak with such honesty mm. and it's just you create such a safe space, you know, and and, and I love that. 
We had actually asked our listeners for um, some dilemmas just to email us just a, a few things um, that we could maybe, 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 maybe. I'm looking at the time. I know. All right, but go we could on. Just, we could just do one. Just one, please. Because I need to go home. Okay. Well, we may as well. Number one or number two? Um, Which one's the shorter one? Can we? I think number two. Yeah. Well, that's, you. Well, this was kind of up on what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So we got an email saying, "Hi, ladies. Um, been thinking of so remain anonymous. Obviously, been thinking of taking my child to boarding school in Zim, but natural comments on boarding school not being good for a young child caught my attention." She says, I'm in the UK and I have a son who's turning nine this year and I've been worried about him being a teenager here in the UK and if I am equipped to keep him on the right path. Nyesawa Oti will end up as... Why can't we say that? Why can't we develop people say that? Statistic. That. I am not impressed by the young people. Oh, I see who were raised here. The washing of cultural grounding, etc. Anyway, I've been seriously considering this. His dad is in Zim. And I also think it'd be good for them to bond. Any thoughts? Thanks, ladies. Wow. Um, okay. I think we should... Okay. My initial thought. So last episode, I talked about... Your experiences. My experience going to boarding school and how I thought boarding school for a young person, because I went to boarding school when I was eight, right? And I was like, I don't think it's okay, right? I don't know how old her son. 10, 9, I think. Um, it's it's a difficult... I, I am not a fan of boarding school at that young age, personally. Just from my experience. And I think with her, there's the addition of almost sending your child back home, right? And then not even sending them back home to a home, sending them back home then to a boarding school. So, but it's difficult because I understand she's in the UK, the dad is in Zoom, so maybe she probably doesn't have that support. Um, But yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't know. Do you have any views? It's tricky. It is tricky. I mean, I think it's not just the issue of boarding school. Yeah. Really. It's really also the issue of um, single mom, how is she? I mean, she, uh, there's a lot of things that we don't know. Um, yeah, can a, you can you email us again and just tell us? Yeah, are you with the father and you're just in yeah. separate countries, right? Mm. Which means that you are in agreement, right? Because mm. then maybe is there something about you as parents coming together to like you know raise this family that you've created, or are you in the UK and you're like this is my life? the father is in Zimbabwe and that is his life. Mm. And between the both of you, you're trying to decide which is best for your Mm. son, right? Because there's a thing about... It's tricky. uh, Boys need certain parents at a certain time, right? Um, So I I think if she could email us again with with those, and I'll be interested in like, if you're listening to this, maybe you're a parent, maybe you've like sent your child... Um, and it's kind of worked out for you mm. what tips do you have can you like maybe email us or hashtag gallons guys because i'm sure she's going to be looking at the comments to see what people are saying but i don't know i don't have I, think any, need- I feel i need more time to think about it and reflect and then i'll I come think, back i think context is important yeah trying to yeah. get a bit more clarity yeah on yeah what the actual situation is as opposed to maybe just Firing out like yeah, a, a knee-jerk response. Yeah, One absolutely. thing that does come to mind is, um, so I've grown up, I had many friends and I've, I've seen it, you know, now mm. in the work that I do. People, young people um, uh, who are kind of sent back home wherever their home is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And within that, there's there's loss, mm. you know, mm. so you're you're uprooted. So you you might lose. There's the loss of relationship mm. with your the parent that you're living with. So yeah. that, that's a so separation that divides. Yeah. You know. So there's that separation, and there's the separation of like whether you're in school, mm. um, and and your friends that you've made. Mm. Then there's the separation of the country that you're in. Yeah. Um. So there, I 
it's it can be quite complex. Yep. Some people it's worked out, you know, mm. but I think getting the context is really important. Yeah. Um, because sometimes that could lead to resentment. You know, oh my and, gosh. And the element yes. of a element of abandonment. abandonment. Like you left me, you rejected me. Yeah. And in, you know, from the, the parents' perspective, in that moment, that felt mm. like the best thing to do because they were thinking about the future and mm. and you know the love that they had for their child but mm. however the uh the impact yep. can be quite detrimental as well Absolutely. as positive but i think context is really important so if yeah. you was to get some more Absolutely. i guess information exactly. that might help you no. in the advice no, yeah. you give i definitely agree i agree as um, we got like so many um there's others here that we are not even good because we're working righteously and I've started my lighthouse work with the Lords. I have to say, that's you know some of these things your people were messaging is very naughty. Yeah, but no, not we'll, another we'll, time. Another yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. So I think we'll try and wrap up. But before we do, I wanted to uh, play another song. Could I just? Could I just class. do? Yeah. Yo, yeah, quick, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, well, just yeah. to say, I've got the event coming up. Got yes. The, got the launch night for the EP, which is called Broken Lenses. Yeah. Um, the event is going to be on Sunday, the 21st of July. Yes. Um, from and six, we will be there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, 6 p.m. to 9.30. It's going to be in Shoreditch at the Tab Centre. Nice. Um, and uh, postcode is E27NT. So if you yeah. just go, go on to Eventbrite and tap in Broken Lenses launch night, um, get your tickets. It'd be great to see you. It'll be a, uh, a there'll be a live band there and an art oh, exhibition. Lovely. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 We we will we'll definitely be there. be there and we'll share it like Ooh. on our social media. But I wanted to play Black Love. I really love the song. Ah. What we said, we can't take it back. When it comes to the past, there's no changing back. From my fingers watching you slip away, staring at the so, same world through different shades. What tips can you give single, beautiful black women like ourselves on black love? Don't be shaking your head all like this, sister Natasha. We both know. Uh, my, sister my sister M. <laughs> you know, I, I don't say this in any patronizing way, man, but first, you know, love yourself, man. Mm. That is that is so important. And I know people <laughs> No, know, do not sorry. You got, There's a video. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I think it's got swearing, I can't play yeah. it. But it says the problem is I love myself too much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So that person is not allowed anyone to get no, in. It's, it? it's, it's like, actually, really, for me, I, I need yeah. about four people to love me, but yeah. I'm just being humble and saying yeah, I yeah, want yeah, one. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I think Sorry. no, that's cool, man. <laughs> I think, and I don't just say that everyone, I know a lot of people say that but the importance of mm. loving and accepting and embracing yourself is so important. Mm. Um, and I, I think, like, I'm not no you know, a relationship guru. But mm. one thing that I have seen is the importance of friendships, relationships that that last and that have, Builds. you know, that have strong impact and strong mm-hmm. roots and mm-hmm. a, a great foundation mm. uh, usually started via friendships. Yeah. You know, so yeah. sometimes people are like, okay, cool. Let me dive in. She, he or she looks, they tick all the external boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you wake up, <laughs> whether it's that <laughs> night after or a, a few weeks or a month down, you're like, how did we get here? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I know the shell. I know the mm. shell of you, the, the external, but, oh, wow. The, yeah, the internal, the inside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And by then uh, it's quite tangled and gets quite messy. So I guess I'm saying... Um, be intentional in building friendships mm. Um, mm. and yeah yeah, and protect yeah. yourself yeah, protect yeah, your yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I mean <laughs> listen let's not go when you say it. protect you, okay no let's not it's a cat let's not Hi. let's not okay but um but yeah anyway no I really love this song that's As Black I Love stare at our wedding pics, I just sit back and reminisce never thought we would ever split Never thought that it would get to this. And we'll put right this now my page. mind's lost. In a few days it's all signed off. I guess Christ had a bigger plan. Back with my wife and now I got a little man. I found the realest treasure. See it shining through the realest pressure. 
Oh no, the, we've got the event trailer. We will share that. Oh, we do? Yeah. Thanks, man. Love, love. Yeah. Share everything. <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm a video model. I see you shining. <laughs> I see you shining. Did you just see? I did. Did you see? I did. Oh, yeah, that glow, man. That glow life. <laughs> glow life. Oh, I love this. I love this part. But yeah, we're just checking in on you to see how your day is going. Um, I'm here cooking some oxtail and rice up. Peace. That is love, Peace. man. Rice and peas. Oxtail and rice. He just asked me when is daddy coming home. Oh. You miss him. You yeah. That's so cute, man. Yes. Yeah, cute. No, no, thank you. Thank you so much. And then um Claude, I know you t- you mentioned the pages where people can find you. Mm. Just can you say yeah. it one last time? Yeah, so on Instagram it's uh, C Murray Live. Mm-hmm. And um my webpage is uh, cmurraymusic.org and that will uh, keep you up to date with everything that's going on. And, yeah. and best believe we'll be there keeping you keeping you guys up to date on Come Broken on. Lenses. Yeah. So yeah, and check it out. Skies. Yeah. 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 And then Golly, where can people find you on social media? Golly MC. And I am at Malaika Diva. We are Gallon Skies on Instagram. Girl in Skies on Twitter on Twitter and on Facebook we are Girl in Skies Podcast Podcast. Uh, so guys please follow us on those pages and also please hashtag Girl in Skies to be part of the conversation email us at mygirlinskies at gmail.com yeah just let us know what you think yeah Oh, I, was, I forgot what I was going to say. Was, it sounded like you wanted to say something profound. I did. It's good. Yeah. It's good. But anyway, Thanks. but anyway, so guys, we are going to sign out. Do you know what? I actually wanted to like. So I was watching. Um, so thanks, Claude, for joining us. Thank thanks you for having me. So it's such a late me. time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so it's much. So and man, like, my eyes are heavy, but yeah. we're, we're, we're good. We're good. No, Claude, I, I got mad love for you. Thank like you, you are my day one. Like Come on. we've been from from the days when we were like, do you remember when we the video that Femi was doing? In, <sighs> Uh, yes. In like somewhere in central London and yes, stuff like that. Yes. You know, we were reminiscing. We were so energetic. We would literally like go to like live music spots, yes, like where you yes. guys would be like, you know, doing your stuff, mm, open mic and mm. stuff like that on like a Tuesday night and like finish at midnight and get to work. But but those days, I always say, I was, I was telling my aunt, I think I've said it to you, Connie, that those days, were, were, I think, taught me so much mm. just in terms mm. of like just working with creatives oh, yes, and yes, like yes. just like this whole digital world branding engaging and all that stuff and i've found that it's like it's it's i'm using it now so thank you so yes, much you so i'm um, i'm so glad that you're here mm. it means so much to me that, oh, that you've come thank so you. thank you guys and um actually i wanted to so the the Wulaya Arts Award, there's this guy called Knowledge Ngiwane, right? He had some song. Oh my god, let's hope this thing works. I was listening to his. Let me fast forward anyway. So basically, this guy is a gospel artist in Wulaya, and apparently he sells his CD from like a, a trolley thing like I couldn't find his music anywhere online um, and he's like proper like a proper artist but with just seemingly sort of like no means so I just think it would mean so much if you guys like I don't know if if you guys know if he's online please tag us hashtag at Gellens guys um, if you're in Wulaya and you see him whatever please buy his stuff like this guy is so talented so this is knowledge in Wulaya <laughs>
Ngengi safari Ngoba lento ngamandla ngakulungulu Lento manje nembu emfo Oh wait, can I, I need to shout out my little cousin, Melissa. Okay. I just have to. She's got, she's got mad love for the podcast. She's always like, eh. Do you guys hear nepotism? Love you, Mal. Real nepotism on this podcast. Alright, bye guys. Adios.